Okay, um, you see that I'm at home and I hope that uh, you've all been gathered together in your homes with your family. And so um, thank you for inviting me to your home. Um, I want to start off today with uh, just a quick prayer. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that God, you are with us um, wherever we are. Lord, it doesn't matter uh, what building we find ourselves in. Lord, or what situation, Lord, there is nothing that holds you back from loving us and holds us back from worshiping you, God. So Lord, help us to honor you. Keep this day holy as we just present it before your feet, God. In the times where we find ourselves, Lord, help us to focus on you all the more, Lord. Gather all of our thoughts and our energy so that we may center it upon the God who has created us, who has given us purpose for life and has allowed us uh, the permission and the right to have rest in you, God. So, Lord, just be with every single uh, brother and sister. Lord, just keep them safe. And today, may you be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, we've been talking about... Um, growing in Christ and the disciplines of, of holiness and growing uh, in our walk. And today we're going to talk about um, Sabbath and rest of all days. And uh, I think it's not a mistake. Uh, it was pretty uh, scheduled out uh, months in advance. And so I have the privilege and the honor to um, just share with you a little bit on how I think about and, and what I've learned uh, through God's word about Sabbath. And so um, we all know what uh, like Sabbath is. If you don't know that uh, Sabbath is a word for uh, just a, a day of holiness. Uh, we just call it a Sunday or, um, or we call it the day we go to church. Or, uh, but the word Sabbath comes from a Jewish word, um, Shabbat. And it's actually a, a noun and a verb. And uh, Shabbat, the noun, uh, comes from a verb, uh, Shabbat, where it means to cease and desist or to stop or to rest. And that comes from directly from Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. And I'll read it with you. If you want to search your Bibles with me, then that will be really great. So find your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 2. Verse 1 through 3 says, <clears throat> Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating what he had done. So here, the word Sabbath or Shabbat doesn't come out, but that's where the word is derived from because God rested, he stopped, he deceased. And so um, the, the practice of stopping and having a day that's set apart to remember God uh, comes from this verse. And obviously when you see uh, this, like you can imagine God as a working God, you know, he was, he was uh, 
he knew his audience he knew exactly who he was speaking to and the people at the time who was going to be reading this first were people of the land you know farmers and and uh people who were toiling on on the ground and tending to animals and doing a lot of heavy labor and so you you can imagine god understanding and and relating with his people and his children who had to go through this like hard work and was looking forward to a day of rest and to stop all of that work so that they can refresh themselves and it's kind of funny because god is not a god who becomes weary god is not a god who needs rest in isaiah 40 28 it says do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. He will never grow faint or weary. His understanding is beyond searching out and he gives power to the faint and increases the strength of the weak. And so it's not, it's not because God needed physically or spiritually to rest from what he was doing because he was weary, but God knew exactly what um, what his world, what his creation was going to need. And so he set a pattern in place so that man could follow that pattern, can, can follow his example. And this is what we call a creation ordinance, something that, um, that God set a, 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 that God set a pattern, a template, for example, a blueprint that mankind will follow. And you can see it from the very beginning of creation time. And that this was not set in place after he had called the Israelites. It wasn't in place after he called Abraham. It was from the very, very beginning. And so this is a pattern um, and something that was uh, necessary, a blueprint for all of mankind and all of creation. So it's not a mistake or it's not a surprise that when he actually does call his people, and call his children into place and give them the Ten Commandments, gives them the templates and, and the tablets. Um, in Exodus 31, 17, he reminds them again that God was refreshed when he stopped uh, on the seventh day and that this day, this Sabbath day is to be remembered as holy, right? And set aside to worship him. And so, even if we are not um, followers of God or, or did not um, believe that there is a God and, and who set this aside purposefully, there's a lot of things in place that you can see that if all you have to see is open your eyes and see in creation that things like this are in place. There are seasons, there's timing, there are just general science that can, that proves that um, that the human body needs to have a certain amount of time set aside to rest so that it can be refreshed to move on. So God knew exactly what his creation needed and he made sure that he himself uh, was a very first uh, example so that uh, we could follow his uh, footsteps. And so um, I say this because um, for the people of Israel, they took this very, very seriously. Um, and it was so serious, in fact, that when Moses uh, brought the Israelites out of Egypt and they were starting to create a new culture for themselves, they didn't even have a kingdom, they didn't have a land, 
the only thing they had was this man who brought them out of a, a country that persecuted them for over hundreds of years. And now uh, the, these people who were slaves at one point now has to uh, start a new culture because God chose them to be an example for the rest of the nations. And the very first thing that Moses does is shows them how to worship and they start creating a, a dwelling place for God, the tabernacle. And they gather all of these supplies and because the center of all of their faith, the center of their identity, the center of who they were and who they were going to be centered around God and worshiping God and dwelling with God. But even that, even the tabernacle, the building of the dwelling place, the physical dwelling place of God was to be set aside when it came to the Sabbath. That's how important, that's how high of a standard, um, how, how much they valued the, the time that they had to put aside to rest in God, to keep that day holy. And when a man was found to be uh, gathering wood uh, for the house or uh, to set a fire or to even um, just for a daily needs, that man was stoned to death. And um, you can see how important that was to the, the very first people that, that God had chosen was shaping and molding so that they can be that beacon and light for the rest of the nations. Now, what does that say about us then? You know, we're not in the Old Testament. We're not in times of Moses. If you go get gas for your car, no one's gonna stone you to death. Um, I hope not, I, at least. Um, but what does that mean for us? We're, does that mean that because we're in the New Testament and Jesus said, well, um, it's, it's okay to do a good work. You, re, do you remember the time when in the Bible that uh, he healed a man and the Pharisee came to him and says, um, try to, tried to put him on trial because he healed somebody on the Sabbath? And so does that free us from not uh, taking the stay holy, putting it aside? Do we have to go back to basics and uh, be like the Israelites and, and not do anything and, and, and gather food on Saturday so that we don't uh, do anything, not even open a door on Sunday? Well, it, that's kind of a, a hard question to answer. And funny enough, it was not a question that was like new, even to the new church. And you have to remember the new church, like it, the very, very early church, they were Jews too. They were, they were Jews that, that took this day of Sabbath very seriously. And, but now that they were out of this culture and trying to create a, a new faith, a, a new covenant within Jesus, it was very uh, confusing even for them. They, does it mean that they had to still go to the temple? Does it mean that they still had to offer sacrifices of animals and shed blood? Well, but what about Jesus? Wasn't he the ultimate sacrifice? What does Sabbath mean to them? And you can see if you want to turn with me to um, Romans chapter 14, 
how uh, that played out. Romans chapter 14, verse 5 reads, One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. And that's up to verse 8 that I read. And so here you can see in the church in Romans, um, Paul is writing a letter to the early church. And there must have, they didn't say specifically that it was about Saturday or Sunday, um, but it was about specifically, you can tell that, uh, infer between the lines that it was about the Sabbath specifically. And um, there must have been some tension. Some people were saying that it has to be one day and it has to be this specific day. We keep that holy, we keep that sacred, and we don't do anything and we, we put it to rest. And another group of people um, were saying, no, all days are alike, meaning not all days are secular, like there's no special day, but I truly believe that what they were saying was, um, all days are holy, all days, because Christ has come and thou done the ultimate work, and that all days are holy, that there's no special one day that we need to set aside, that we ourselves are set aside, so all days are set aside. So there was this conflict even within the church itself. And now the very, very important thing that we have to see here is that Paul did not choose, uh, you know, one day, uh, one group or the other. He didn't say this group was right or this concept or thinking was right or that this group of people were right and this concept was right. And so he was saying that everybody has um, a conscious uh, connection with God now, that we have that connection because Christ made it available for us, that we can come before God without the, the animal sacrifice, without the bells tied to our feet, without the giant curtain that separates us from God. And so that that, that freedom comes with all of the actual uh, the ability to set any day holy. Um, but that doesn't also mean that um, that the creation ordinance, the, the pattern that God has set for us, that the need for refreshment and rest just goes out into trash, right? And that, that he created us and that we are no longer his creation, right? Um, and so um, what I want to, uh, suggest or um, uh, uh, if I want to uh, share with you is like some of uh, my applications from my family as well is that 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 one day that it's it's already uh, a difficult enough uh, place to live in this world where there's this uh, constant surrounding of uh, just busyness and constant need to keep going. And 
the 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 more the days uh, get longer <laughs> and i mean by just uh as as the days go by the faster things get and we can see that even from a year from now 10 years from now and and from our grandparents age they they will say i remember a time when things were simpler and i remember a time when things were slower and that's the case definitely for sure today that just everything is so immediate and so fast that even our worship of god seems to be so rushed everything is timely and needs to be in a certain structure in a certain way and we don't really rest and i know that we had a very quick discussion um some of us and maybe uh, amongst yourselves that you think like well what should we do should we gather together does it mean that our faith is is not strong like we shouldn't be acting out of fear with this with this new uh scare of the virus and what does it mean when we are not gathering together in hebrews it says uh don't uh, don't quit on gathering together, right? Are we, are we going against what God wants for us? And I don't believe that that's the case because in the early church, they were persecuted and they weren't even able to go to the, the temple. They were persecuted left and right. They were persecuted by the government, uh, the Roman government that, that they were living in because they were Jews and, and Christians were not um, seen as... Uh, a faith that you know like they were seen culturally as jewish and but amongst their own jewish brothers they were christians they they were uh they were blaspheming the god that they had all believed in and so by accepting christ by accepting jesus as their messiah that they they were no longer part of the jewish uh, culture and so what the the new church have to do in order to set this day of sabbath this day of worship and rest aside they have to hide and gather amongst themselves in smaller groups no longer being able to go to the temple that they had worshipped for so long no longer being able to gather in the synagogue that they had worshipped for so long they had to gather in small families and i think that this is a great time and chance for us to be able to do that um how and and i'm speaking uh to myself as well like how many times do i do i go to church and depend so heavily upon the worship team to sing the songs for me to lead it for me to make it sound beautiful how many times do i depend upon somebody else to read the passage and find it in the in the bible for me and then put it on this beautifully projected screen how many times do i have to depend upon the children's ministry to teach my own children um the the lessons that i should be teaching myself and how many times do I have to depend upon a, a set a lot of time that the, the ministry team has to uh, put on with beautiful music for me to get on my knees and come before the Lord's altar? You know, and we don't need any of that. We don't need any of that. And I want to say that that this is a, a chance for us to really intimately and personally get before uh, come before our God 
um, who is the God of all universe, who set this creation ordinance into place before synagogues, before churches, before the coronavirus, um, and told us uh, that he is with us and that, uh, that he, he set this pattern in place so that we can rest with him, to rest in him, to rest through him. And um, I want to share with you just a word that uh, Justin um, Martyr said on his trial. Um, he was one of the, the leaders uh, in, early, in the early times when the early church was being persecuted. In the trial, when he was asked, where do you assemble? And he was, they were asking, where do you, the Christians, where do you guys assemble? Justin replied that, where each one chooses and can. For do you fancy that we all meet in the very same place? Not so. Because of the God of the Christians is not circumscribed by place, but being invisible fills heaven and earth and everywhere is worshiped and glorified by the faithful. And so if we can follow into in the footsteps of the early Christians and in the pattern of our God, we don't have to worry about where we find ourselves. We don't have to worry about um, the things that are uh, not in place, maybe. Um, and we don't have to uh, set limitations whether uh, our worship needs to be seen uh, or, or done in a certain way. I know that there is definitely um, a lack uh, there will be a, a miss. We definitely miss each other because we are a community of believers and fellowship definitely edifies us and encourages us. But we can do that in a different way, just like the early church. They were able to encourage one another through letters and, hey, uh, this is a good time for you to teach your children how to um, write some snail mail or um, Maybe it's a very good time for you to ask your children how to text and uh, send TikTok or um, share some encouraging videos through Facebook and social media. Um, but this is a good chance for us to uh, just turn the tables around and be a light to uh, those around us because the Sabbath was a day of a sign of consecration. It was a sign of consecration of the day that God rested, but it was a sign of consecration for the people of Israel. It was um, a mark, if you must, a mark and a sign that distinguished them apart from the people of the world, that they were a community of believers because they set this day apart. And so, brothers and sisters, on in these days to come, and there's going to be a lot of craziness and a lot of scary um, things that are going to um, come through uh, the news and come through maybe um, some rumors or things that we hear of what's uh, going to happen. But let us not grow weary of gathering together through prayer um, and uh, intercede for one another. Um, if you know of uh, somebody who is in need, this is a good time to practice um, sharing uh, so that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand does. Uh, this is a good time to invite your neighbors, if you don't even know their names, to knock on their doors and say, hey, 
uh, or a slide a postcard underneath uh, saying, hey, I'm praying for you. My name is so-and-so. If you are in need of toilet paper, I have a couple extra. Um, but we can, we can be, um, have that mark, have that mark of consecration through our worship and through our Sabbath and through our rest and uh, find refreshment in different ways today. Let's pray. God, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are everywhere. Thank you so much that um, you shake our world so that we can see that you are not limited by walls or structure or time or just anything that we can think of that is human, God. God, that um, may you give us courage and open our eyes and our open our ears and and give us um, uh, lead our footsteps towards the people that we need to extend our hands to and invite them into worship with us god it may not be in the same format that we usually find ourselves though the people that we are comfortable with the people that we find encouragement but god just as the church um, in the times of the disciples and the apostles had to be spread apart so that your so that your word can be spread so that your glory can be seen lord i know that while it is painful lord give us the ability to go out for the apostles were sent out and we also were sent out to spread your name and spread your um, glory lord god may the knocking of our hands be heard not only through the ears but through the hearts of the people uh, we encounter lord give us the ability to find rest in you lord uh, when we depended so solely upon the church and the body uh, to feed our family lord let it be a time so that we can stand up and um and speak truth into our own family lord and if uh, not our family, if uh, to, to our neighbors and to our friends, God. Lord, give us um, eyes to see new avenues that we can reach out. And this can be a time where the mission field is clearly evident and seen, Lord, that we don't have to go out uh, into other countries, but we can just open our doorsteps into another world, Lord. God, you will be glorified no matter what we do, Lord. And even through this, you will be blessed and you will be glorified. Lord, uh, we choose to live not in fear. We choose to worship you today. We choose to bless your name. Lord, we thank you that we recognize the creator who has set into place and the pattern that we need to live by. So we honor you by putting all of our busyness aside and putting you first and center before everything else. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.